big star out of me. He'll make a film about a man who's sad and lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. Well, I'll bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Might win an Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. Hello, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II. We appreciate you uh, tuning in and spending time with us uh, right here on uh, C19 TV uh, from uh, the, uh, what studios? What studios are we coming from? The John O'Harris Jr. Studios. John O'Harris Jr. Studios. I appreciate Professor Hulk, one of my favorite characters of the year. Um, smart and brawny. You know, I love Professor Hall. Brawny? I'm going to have fun with that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you are. That's Greg Tillman. Uh, appreciate Greg as it's always. It's weird to be back in this room after yeah, last man. week. Uh, you really I enjoyed it up. without a microphone, and I know everyone else did. <laughs> well, you messed up Tim's equipment back there on the Tim cam. Tim, is the equipment Just okay? He was messing stuff up, man. Just a minor fire. It was smoking. It's okay. And yeah. Yeah. Good thing you had the oxygen mask. And some bubble gum and <laughs> you know some duct tape, and we're good. At WD-40, we're good to go. Well, Tim, we're glad to have you back, and we're glad to have Thomas Manning back uh, with a movie quote, not the movie quote of the week, but it is one that's one of your favorites of all time yeah. from Ferris Bueller. You love that movie. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites of all time. It just always brings a smile to my face. It's one of those that I could watch every day for the rest of my life and never get bored with it. So, <laughs> I feel yeah. some, it's Ferris Bueller. Right? I had to look at the monitor. I didn't, I didn't notice <laughs> yeah, before we started. Yeah, fast, the, the mic wires a little right. bit, got a little bit out of whack, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you, it, we've got a lot to talk about today. There's a lot. It's, it's award season, and because of award season, it seems like every day there's a new screener coming in. And... I, I'm a gripe just a little bit, a little bit of a soapbox here. My soapbox is I wish they would spread out some of these films over the course of the calendar year. You're right. You're right. And Summer blockbusters just, too. Yeah. Spread it on not out. just, you know, power them in in September through December because it's hard to, to watch everything. So it really is like triage. A lot of good movies get lost in the shuffle too. Absolutely. That's the unfortunate and, part. Um, there are several films today we're going to talk about. A few of these have been out for a short while, but we haven't had a chance to talk about, and, uh, and others uh, are not yet out, but uh, they've already allowed us to release the uh, embargo for reviewing, uh, including the first film we're going to talk about, uh, which is one I've been looking forward to ever since I saw the first trailer. Uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for war films. I am too. Partic um, me, particularly World War One. Yes, yeah. and there are not that many World no. War One films out there. No. Um, I, one of my favorite yeah. World War One films was War Horse. Wow. Yes. Uh, yeah. A Spielberg yeah, sure. film, which I really liked. Then we had the documentary from Peter Jackson yes. last year. Which, um, which is interesting that it was released last year at the end of December and then got a wider release in January. So some awards, um, it's, it got some award recognition last year and it's getting award recognition this year too mm. because of that crossover. Right. Uh, it got a Critics, Critics Choice Documentary Award this year. Uh, but the movie we're going to talk about now is called 1917. Sam Mendez uh, put this film together. If you saw Skyfall, uh, you, you know what kind of talent uh, this guy has. Uh, it's, it's not a hugely named cast. There are a lot of small roles with cameos of some people that you do recognize. But uh, give me your take on this World War I okay. film that uh, we'll say uh, edited by Lee Smith, who got an Oscar for yep. Dunkirk. And um, some people gave me a hard time because I said maybe he could get an Oscar. They're like, he only edited like no. two things. <laughs> no, when you go back in behind the scenes, they, so the way this film was shot, 
it's made to look like one take yes. for like the two hour runtime with an exception. There's like two clear spots where you're like, all right, there was a cut right there and there was a cut right there. The rest of it is made to look like just one continuous take. Um, but you go back and re do some research into it and it's actually just expertly stitched together. I think they, some of their longest takes were as long as eight and a half minutes. And uh, when you look at the logistics of everything that's going on in this film, um, it's a war film. There's explosions, there's mayhem, all over, mass mayhem and chaos all over the place. There's dozens, hundreds of extras. And all of that, just directing that and editing that, and then Roger Deakins behind the camera. The cinematography. The the Oscar winner, yeah, yeah. Roger Deakins, incredible yeah. in this film. Um, you are completely immersed in what's going on yeah. when you are watching 1917. Uh, I've said this a, a few times already this, uh, this award season. I said it with Ford versus Ferrari. Watch it on the big screen. This movie, watch it on the largest screen you possibly can with the best sound yeah. you possibly can. Yeah. We went to Asheville to see this and it was a pretty big screen. It wasn't an IMAX, but it was a pretty big screen and we were just, um, we were really a part of this film when we watched it. Yeah, and you think going into it, okay, is this just gonna be a gimmick? Does it really need to be in one take? Is it just uh, an artistic choice that doesn't really add much substance? But it certainly does. Yeah. Uh, you have to, it's almost the best way to tell a story to feel that to feel exactly what the characters are feeling in every situation. And in real time. Yeah. It yeah. has this kind of real time right. feel really to it. Yeah. And um, you think if it's just the technical brilliance, is that all there is? But no, yeah. there's so much substance to the story. It's in the quieter moments. Some of those are just as impactful and riveting as some of the huge bombastic war yeah. moments. Absolutely. So. It, it is a film that has a very simple story, a simplistic story, really, when you think about it. Um, it, and it has this kind of saving Private Ryan feel to it. Got, it seemed to have that vibe. It has that vibe to it. So the, the story itself is pretty simple, but the way the story is told is what makes it so magnificent. Yeah. And there are, um, talk about character arc and character change. Uh, you know, you see a character that uh, is pretty much um, asked to tag along for the ride or for this journey. He doesn't want to do it. Uh, and you see his character changing. Uh, it's all about him completing the mission um, throughout the story. Fascinating film, a solid A plus for yeah. me. Yeah. I, I could watch this film a dozen times just because of the brilliance of the way it's put together. Yeah, an A plus for me as well. There was just this one moment where it's, you'll know when you see it, but it's at the very climax of the film. The music was swelling, Thomas Newman's magnificent score. Yes. Um, and it's like, I was almost brought to tears with just how magnificent it all was. Yeah. So, yeah, solid yeah, th A+. Plus. There's one particular scene that is probably one of the best scenes I have seen on film this year. Yeah. And you compared it to... Uh, portals from Endgame, when, you know, the Avengers Assemble moment. And this scene was just as stellar as that. I'm getting chills. I know, yeah. I'm getting chills yeah. right now thinking yeah. about that one particular yep. scene. And, and so it's well worth checking out. Uh, it does hit select theaters Christmas Day and gets a wider release in January, but they, they are saying lift the embargo, talk about this film, build it up, and uh, we are. Well, as with most movies on the show, I haven't seen it. <laughs> but I did see the trailer last night uh, before I saw Knives Out, which, by the way, as you guys said, was great. Yes. Uh, but it just looks staggering. It's, I mean, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I, I highly, That's highly beautiful. recommend this. Uh, come award season, as you start seeing the nominations pouring out, from critics uh, and from the Oscars and the Golden Globes, 
Uh, I think you're going to see this film up there um, for, for a few categories. Another film that has a war-related uh, connection to it, uh, but told in a little different way, is called Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Jojo Rabbit is a World War II-esque film uh, that's really more of a story about, um, about relationships. Uh, and uh, so, so, Thomas, I'm going to let you dive in and share yeah. some of your thoughts about this really kooky, kind of crazy film. Yeah, so we have our uh, young lead, uh, you have his name? Yep, yeah, uh, Roman, Roman Griffin, Griffin Davis. Davis. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's basically a brainwashed Nazi child, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, I mean, that sounds, Sorry. That sounds really Hitler bad, youth. but that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's just what he's grown up in, and it, that right off the bat kind of provides a sense of, oh my gosh, this is stuff that dark. actually happened. And yeah, it's dark, and it's dark in how realistic it is. Uh, but um, he's, he's got a really good soul, you come to realize, over the course of the film. Uh, he's, um, he's not your typical Nazi, I'll say no, that. No, um, he's not. Yeah. That's probably um, a good thing. Yeah, yeah it is, really is. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but he has an imaginary he friend. He does have an imaginary friend uh, who's Hitler himself, played <laughs> yeah. by Taika Waititi, who's the writer and director. Yeah. You probably know him from uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, he also did uh, What We Do in the Shadows, but here he is, and fun fact about Waititi, he's actually a Polynesian Jew portraying Hitler, and it's the most satirical, um, parody-driven version of Hitler imaginable. Yeah, and, it really is. I mean, it talk really about is. a gutsy move. Yeah. You're, you're gonna ask, you're gonna is it tasteless? I mean, no, it's, no, you know, no. You, that's, no, that's it's, a fair question. No, it but, no, but yeah. it's, it's, it's not. I mean, it, there were so many things that could have gone wrong, but I think yeah. they nailed it. On yeah, and, every, and there are, um, I mean, there are some interesting scenes. I mean, there's a scene where they have, um, they bring all the Hitler youth together, the, the males and females, and they tell each of them what their roles are going to be. And uh, Sam Rockwell is kind of the guy um, that is leading this, this group. Uh, you've also got, uh, who else is co-starring in this? Scarlett oh, Johansson. Scarlett Johansson as the but, mother. Um, yeah, Rebel yeah. Wilson also is, is co-starring as a Nazi. She's got a small role uh, uh, in Alf this as well. Alfie Allen, is that his name? Yes. From uh, Game of Thrones, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, the, uh, Tom Thomasin McKenzie uh, also stars. She's the uh, female child lead yeah. who is uh, kind of like the Anne Frank uh, in, in The Attic. And uh, it's just, it's, it goes in so many different directions, but the kid, um, Roman Griffith Davis, is phenomenal. And his acting is incredible. He can, he can play it straight. He can play the satire. But, um, and you know, you see him interacting with real people, but then you see him interacting with this imaginary Hitler. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, a, it's a really fascinating film. Yeah. In yeah. so many different ways. Yeah. I really loved what they did with the production design and the cinematography where it was a very bright and colorful movie and comparing that to the extremely dark subject matter and just kind of that that comparison was really interesting to take in and it's telling the story through the eyes of an innocent child and uh, just really like I said a lot of things could have gone wrong but uh, they hit the mark on just about everything. Yeah, there are some moments that are incredibly touching yeah, yeah. that will that will bring tears to your eyes, yeah. which is really a difficult thing to do in a film like this, but it does it, and it does it really well. Yeah, yeah. Final thoughts on this uh, film? Yeah, Michael Giacchino's score as well. Um, he is, it's kind of a bright, upbeat score, and uh, it's one that you can definitely put on the background while you're working on stuff. It's one that uh, kind of gets you in the mood just yeah. to 
be productive. So yeah, yeah, not yeah. not to be a Nazi. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> not 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 at all. Not at all. <laughs> all right, what's your rating for this? Oh, solid A. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, with you. A solid yeah. A for JoJo Rabbit. There aren't too many Nazi comedies out there besides Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, yeah, Hogan's so. Heroes, and then the producers. Well, um, that's true. You know, I mean, Springtime it, it had a, had a Actually, my son saw this several weeks ago. He lives in Detroit. And he's been raving about yeah. it for weeks yeah. now. It's it's well worth yeah. checking out. Uh, and then Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was, was you know, yeah. uh, it was not really a comedy, but it was the the Tarantino esque stuff. Mm. Yeah. Which we will talk about uh, after we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, uh, and we're going to talk about a Quentin Tarantino documentary called QT8. Um, it's uh, one that Thomas and I got a chance to uh, check out as well. Uh, so right after this quick intermission, we'll be back to talk about that uh, and also talk about Uncut Gems and the new Tom Hanks film. And we'll see if we get to anything else right after this intermission. I'll meet me at the... I would tell anybody that's interested in getting broadcasting that um, this is a really exciting field to be in. The possibilities are endless. And every day is different. Um, there's always something new. Um, you're always on your toes. I think the good thing about you know a school like Cleveland Community College is they're really good at keeping up with the latest technologies. My experience um, with the broadcasting program has been everything and more. I've hosted a television show here. I've done radio shows, I've made my own commercials, all kinds of exciting things, digital animation. And I've never thought I'd have a career in news that I enjoy. It's just really exciting to, you know, have a career where you're in control of what two million people in the area are watching every night. It's really exciting and enriching and fulfilling work. It doesn't feel like a job. I mean, I get to hang around all day and make television. I mean, just listen to that. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today? For many kids, just showing up to school is a challenge. Staying through graduation is even harder. So at Communities and Schools, we do just what our name says. Our staff brings a community of resources to meet each student's needs right in their school, doing whatever it takes to keep kids focused so they see what we see, a bright future. Join in at communitiesandschools.org. Killing people dying, children hurt and you hear them crying. Can you practice what you preach and what you turn the other cheek? How you doing, Jake, ma'am? Help us and some guidance from above. These people got me, got me questioning. Where is the love? Where is the love? Where is the love? Hi, I'm Shara Miller, the host of Artworks. Each month we bring to you wonderful, talented artists from here in, in Cleveland County and, and the region. We have artists, we have potters, we have painters, we have musicians, we have actors. We just have wonderful artists that come to you and tell you about all that they're doing, their creativity, what inspires them. Join me here on Artworks each month on C19. You can also watch us online at C19.tv. They're gonna put me in the mood. 
big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. Uh, Noel T. Manning II here, uh, hanging out, uh, spending time with you talking movies with uh, Thomas Manning uh, to my right, uh, Mr. Greg Tillman over there beside camera one, and Tim Foster uh, and Elvis Nomesley. Uh, really nice to have Tim back. In it is. It is great to have Tim back. Uh, there's a new documentary out, and it's called QT Aid, and it's not about Q-tips. Uh, this is about Quentin Tarantino. Uh, and, Although uh, a documentary on Q-tips <laughs> may be interesting. Yeah, and, and you know maybe Q-tips that you can use eight times. That might be a something uh, to think. Yeah, of. I don't think so. I, you know, no. <laughs> I don't think any production company is going to pick that one up. But, uh. Well, Thomas, uh, you got pitched this film um, through Elements of Madness, yeah, Madness yeah. Uh, with Douglas Davidson and. Uh, you and I both got a chance to check this out, and uh, I'll let you dive in. Uh, yes, yeah, so it basically just tells the entire story of Tarantino's career up to this point, um, from 1992's Reservoir Dogs up to... Actually, before that. Well, yeah, it even kind of goes back and talks about some of what influenced him to become the filmmaker he is, his, the classic story of him at the video store in L.A., which I think you have a bit of a connection to that yeah, story. Um, Chris Keene, who used to be a, a theater, um, theater designer at Gardner-Webb University, lives in LA now and uh, I, I saw him just a couple months ago and he said he used to go into the video store that Quentin Tarantino was like one of the staff members there yeah. and and you know this was before he was famous but everybody knew of this guy named Quentin <laughs> who knew everything about every single movie you could go in and you could ask somebody you know ask questions hey you know tell me about this crazy movie silent night deadly night oh let's get quentin quentin can tell you <laughs> and so he was like the genius yeah, yeah. and so it wasn't until later that chris kane said wait a minute that quentin <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> which is kind of yeah. cool so you know, there's that. That's just a bit of an anecdote that kind of lets you know how incredibly knowledgeable Tarantino is about film, and this documentary certainly digs into that as well. So yeah, it goes through each and every one of his films: uh, Reservoir Dogs, then um, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, Death Proof, Inglorious, uh, then Django, Hateful Eight. And then it briefly touches on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Good job, and, man. Uh, I, think, I think I got them all. I think you got them all. I, yeah, I believe good. I did. Yeah, um, but the way, when this film was made, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had not yet been released, so they weren't able to dig into that as much. But even still, there was just so much rich content all throughout this. Um, incredible interviews yeah, with I uh, loved the interviews. so many I of the interviews. Like so many of his cast members that he's worked with over the years. Uh, you had Michael Madsen, you had Zoe Bell, the uh, stunt woman who's worked with him a lot. You had Tim, Tim Roth and uh, Samuel, Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, of course. of course. Kurt Russell, the list goes on and on yeah. and on. And each and every one of them was able to give something really insightful. They also showed, had some 2D animation, yeah. much yeah. like the uh, ZZ Top the ZZ documentary, Top documentary yep. where it would, you know, was setting up a stage and so you would see these kind of 2D animations right. and it really worked with this particular film and it had great clips, it had B-roll clips behind the scenes. Um, my favorite interview throughout was Zoe, yeah, who was the yeah, stunt woman, yeah. who, who told this really just kind of interesting perspective. There's so much about practical effects that Tarantino loves. He doesn't like the CGI stuff, he wants to do as much practically as he can, he always has. And if he gets his choice, he always will. Um, you know, given a few things here or there, but she really had some interesting things to say about yeah. the stunt work. Yeah, so she was uh, Uma Thurman's stunt double on Kill Bill, uh, both volumes. Uh, it's one movie if you ask Quentin. <laughs> but love this, love this documentary. I thought yeah. it was really solid, and it did not shy away from the Harvey Weinstein 
scandal. Yeah. Um, but that was the one part, it didn't shy away from it, but that was the one part that felt tacked on to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe part of it was because most of this documentary had probably already been edited and put together. Mm. Uh, and so almost as like a PS, it had a kind of a, a chapter at the end that kind of looked at that scandal and the impact that that had. That was the only part that just kind of felt tacked on to Yeah, me. yeah, I felt the same way. It just felt like they couldn't quite figure out how to weed that into the storyline uh, because they spent so much time on Tarantino himself and uh, bringing in such a touchy subject. Uh, I mean, at least they tried to do yep. it, but uh, it just didn't. It felt a little forced. Yeah, yeah, it did. It yeah. Did. Where is this film? You can it's watch actually, it. actually, yeah, hitting VOD. Uh, yeah, video on demand. Okay. On, like, tomorrow, yeah, yeah. or we're recording yeah. this on Monday. Yeah, December week, 3rd, December yeah, 3rd. Yeah, this week, yeah, yeah. Uh, released this week. You can watch it any of your video on demand services, yeah. uh, even Spectrum, if you're a Spectrum. Um, uh, iTunes, several several places you can find it. Uh, so what's your rating? Uh, B+. Plus. Yeah, 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 I'm with you, B+, plus on this. Uh, I, it was a solid A until it really hit that that part where it couldn't quite figure out how to make the the Weinstein thing happened, it kind of yeah. shoot Should they have just left that out? Or would that have felt like a whitewash? You know, it would have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a no-win yeah. for yeah. the yeah. filmmakers, I, I, I guess. And, and I, don't, you know, I, don't know, I don't know that there was a good way to, to yeah. make that work, but I'm glad they covered it and, yeah. and talked about it. Um, so anyway, uh, QT8 is the name of that documentary. Uh, Adam Sandler is known for comedy, uh, mostly, um, but he does have some, some decent chops when it comes to doing dramatic work, even though we don't get a chance to see that a lot. There's a movie called Uncut Gems uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, Tom has got a chance to review this. and uh, So give us your, your three-minute take yeah, yeah. on uh, Uncut Gems. Yeah, so this is directed by uh, Benny and Josh Safdie. They're uh, co-director brothers. They A couple years ago, they did another crime drama called Good Time with uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Batman. Lead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, this is... Almost, I've heard this one described as a modern-day Mean Streets from Martin Scorsese. So our lead character. So you were uh, drawn to it. From yeah, that. yeah, certainly. It's actually executive produced by Martin Scorsese. He's credited on here. And uh, so our lead is Adam Sandler, and he's this guy that he plays fast and loose with everybody. He'll uh, take every risk, every gamble he can manage. This whole film is like over the course of a week everything catching up to him all at once. Like he's got probably half a dozen groups of people that he owes something to. Right. Um, Kevin Garnett comes in the mix and you think, Kevin Garnett, why is he in a film? He actually has a really he's not solid- an actor. Yeah, exactly. He's a basketball player. He actually has a really solid performance in this. Um, but yeah, Sandler is the true takeaway from this. He's Oscar worthy. Wow. And saying that about Sandler, yeah. considering his career trajectory of the past 10 years, yeah. He's, he's outstanding. He just really blends into this role of this kind of um, suave, uh, kind of greasy guy, I guess. This suave, <laughs> greasy guy. He's, he's yeah, suave kind of like, and greasy. Uh, Tim yeah, Tim yeah. on Friday nights yeah. when he uh, eats in Uptown Shelby. So, uh, <laughs> That's where the grease comes from. A suave, yeah, greasy yeah, guy. Yeah. Now, well, the women at Denny's feel differently about that. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah. bacon eyes. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, he, stellar performance from him. Um, this is just one of those where I think if you watch it with a crowd, you'll get the most impact out okay. of it to f because there's so much tension, so nerve-wracking. The final 30 minutes of this film are just off the walls, and um, the, the music score has a lot to do with that okay. as well. It's just the, these synthesizers, these really, it's almost this grinding kind of music score, and it almost makes you cringe 
with how just tense it is the whole time. Kind of like um, watching this show. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm still stuck yeah. on the phrase, the women at Denny's. <laughs> I haven't heard yeah. anything you said yeah. in the past minute thinking yeah. about yeah. that. So uh, it's, it's, it's a crime-infused kind yeah. of drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a comedy. Is yeah. a drama, action drama? Uh, not much action. So it's really mostly drama. just drama. Yeah, right. it's uh, two hours and 15 minutes long, but okay. it's paced so well. Uh, you're just with it the entire time. Yeah. Okay, and you're rating for Uncut Gems. Uh, solid A, and uh, it's one I wouldn't mind watching again. Yeah. Okay, very cool, yeah. very cool. But well, we're going to completely go in a whole different direction. Someone's in the control room with Tim. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I just saw another head bobble. What, what, what is that? What is that? Uh, it's just, I, it's a dis oh my gosh. Hey, there you go. That's, that's fine. Just ignore it. Derek me. looks different. That's <laughs> crazy. Well, a, a movie that is completely different from Uncut Gems uh, is based on a true story. Uh, last year we had the award-winning documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor? And a lot of people are confusing the name of that with A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is about, uh, about Mr. Rogers, but really it's not about Mr. Rogers. Um, it's about a reporter and uh, so the relationship of the reporter and his uh, wife and kid and his father. It's really a relationship drama, and Mr. Rogers just happens to be kind of a, a I guess Loom, a foundation. Presence, yeah, it's yeah. something that kind of ties things together. Is that a mistake? Was that a Considering mistake? Considering Fred Rogers' story, is that a mistake? Well, not really, because it's based on the true story of a reporter who is tasked with writing a story on Mr. Rogers. And the reporter is known for writing these exposés and writing, you know, really kind of nasty stuff. It's and uh, once he gets to know Mr. Rogers, he's like, it's, this guy can't be for real. And so the story kind of follows Paul, their please. relationship. But while all that's happening, it's, there's kind of this therapeutic thing going on because the reporter is estranged from his father. And his father is aging, his father is going through some challenges. And uh, so you, you kind of see this whole relationship struggle going on, and that's the story. Uh, it's really just uh, an amazing film uh, about relationships. And, um, I, I, you know, I can't recommend this enough. Tom Hanks becomes Mr. Rogers uh, as he transforms in pretty much any role that he does. Uh, we could see some nominations from him. Uh, or a nomination for him with this, but I don't know. Uh, I think there are too many other really strong performances out there this year. But if you're looking for one of these feel-good films that you walk away just going, wow, I'm glad I saw that, this is that kind of film. Um, it's, it's, I think families could watch this, uh, and you really do get a sense, once again, you know, if you want to watch a double feature, watch this and go watch the documentary. Right of Won't right. You Be My Neighbor, right. and I, I think you get a really good sense of who Mr. Rogers was. Uh, I'm giving this an A- minus rating. Um, I, I really, really liked it a lot. Um, there were a few things I think um, it did. Uh, the pacing was off just a little bit in, in a few of the scenes, but solid performances uh, across the board, and I really loved the narrative, and uh, I love that it was based on a true story. Any uh, thoughts or questions about uh, the uh, movie uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? I don't think so. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm thinking back to the suave and greasy remark. And I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've Mr. been holding together this whole segment. But. Don't, don't forget the women at Denny's, too. Yeah, women at Denny's. Well, uh, if you're looking for a, a double feature, I'm going to quickly say this. There's a double feature. You can check out uh, the report, which is available on Amazon. It's an Amazon original. Uh, this movie does star, star Adam Driver, an amazing film based on the torture report. 
and uh, you can check that out. Uh, Adam Driver and that a solid A rating for that. And Dark Waters, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Anne Hathaway, and Tim Robbins star in a film that looks at uh, the uh, DuPont case where they were sued for uh, for negligence and um, causing irreparable harm to uh, to families because of uh, chemical waste. And uh, that's a really solid film as well. I'm giving that a B plus rating. So those, those are not uplifting films by any means, but uh, very solid films to talk about. Uh, well, we're going to leave you with a quote of the week, uh, movie quote of the week. Uh, this is Mr. Rogers. You know, I think the best thing we can do is to let people know that each one of them is precious. And that did come from the movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Appreciate you tuning in, spending time with us. Uh, Greg Tillman over there beside camera one. Thank you for all of your input this week. You didn't blow up anything either, which is nice. No, no, uh, no, Tim, no it's not over yet. It's not over yet. Tim Foster back in the Tim Cam, uh, Elvis Nomesley, and <laughs> Thomas Manning uh, with all sorts of greasy comments right here on Meet Me the Movies. And uh, stay greasy, stay suave. <laughs> so until next time, that's a wrap. <laughs>